Welcome back to the Jim Julian Podcast, Madinks. This episode is brought to you by Thread Up. Right now, you can get up to 90% off estimated retail on some of the best brands out there. Okay, it is an awesome clothing service. And you go to Thread Up, that's T H R E D U P.com slash Jenna Julian. And you can get an extra 30% off with that URL. Our names give you an extra 30% off. It's magic. Pretty crazy, right? Also, guys, the Farmer's Dog uh, is a great service that we use to, to feed our dogs. They just love it. Every single mealtime, they go completely apeshit Favorite for the Farmer's Dog. The day. If your dog's a picky eater, whatever eating habits they, they have, or they Farmer's have no Dog, teeth. or if they have no teeth like our dogs, Farmer's Dog is there to help you go to thefarmersdog.com slash Julian. Get 50% off your first two weeks and you get free shipping. Check it out. Awesome service. Do it to them. For the doggos. Kermit, you had a big day, and now it's time to lay in your bed, sir. He wants to cuddle. Kermit, no cuddling in your bed. Let's count how many times you say no before he... Okay. Just Ends up doesn't, in my lap. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> it's not in his vocab. <laughs> um, so I was looking through some of our podcasts, and I was trying to find ideas i mean as we do each week it's Mm -hmm. like it gets harder and harder to figure out ideas and like podcasts to do because it's just us i mean we're just trying to figure this out here it's just us it's just us in our house hey hey look at us look at us who would have thought not me not me (laughs) uh and i and i found that we the last time we did like a q a or an advice podcast was quite a while ago yeah and it's something that people always request i don't know why though like why why do you want any advice from me i don't know what the hell's going on I I I um I enjoy these ones, but I do actually. I mean, I feel like I kind of get a little bit why people want advice. Not that we're like qualified or anything, but Not people. Qualified. But like, I listen to podcasts. I've been listening to a lot more podcasts recently. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the things I've been trying to do more. And there's a lot of podcasts that are purely that. Yeah. It's like answering questions, and then that's the podcast, and they go from there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we're experts or anything, but people just, they want to hear our take on things, which I appreciate. Yeah. And I mean, we do our, our fair amount of silly things on this podcast. So I imagine it's kind of nice every once in a while to just not have a silly game. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I, I agree with that. Oh, He's coming up. He busted out the cry. Well done. Well done, Kermit. Crying. You did it to him, my guy. Um, he so, needs emotional support. Okay, Peach. Peach, you need to get in your bed right now. We really need a better system for this. Every single time we podcast, we're just disciplining them. Um, All right. So I asked on Twitter and on Instagram, Peach, in your bed. (laughs) In your bed. Go in your bed right now. Just leave her. She doesn't scream at me. This one does. (laughs) She owes you money. She owes me money. A lot. I know. She's in debt. In debt. Um, So I'll start with the Twitter ones and then the Instagram I know the Instagram ones are actually anonymous, so I don't know if I should read the names on those, but I, none of them are like any, you know, many questions that people would want to remain anonymous. So I'll just read the names. But to start it off, Cornpaw1502 says, what is one thing that you loved and one thing that you hated about college? Hmm. Which I think is a good question because there was a lot to love and a lot to hate about college, I think. One thing that I loved about college was the location that I went to college in. And I know I've talked a lot about this because a lot of you guys, I feel like, are in that stage of life. So that's what inevitably ends up being a lot of these questions. Is like, 
during that portion of your life. I really, I grew up in Rochester, New York, which is, you know, for lack of a better word, fucking boring. <laughs> no, I mean, it's great there, like in downtown, but, you know, growing up there, it gets a little, little boring. And uh, I just wanted to live in a city that was larger than Rochester. And so I was sort of going back and forth between Cleveland, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and Boston. Mm-hmm. And like I... deciding. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, I applied to schools in Baltimore and in Boston, and I visited Cleveland, and I did really like it there, but I ultimately decided that Boston was, it just made me feel so happy, Mm -hmm. and it never stopped making me happy. Like, even to the day that I left Boston and moved, that place never made me not happy, Mm -hmm. and that to me was a decision that I consciously made for me to do something I wanted, which is yeah. to live in a city. Yeah. And so that remained probably one of the highlights for me was, you know, being 19 years old and living in an apartment <laughs> and just living in a city and taking public transportation to my classes. There was no campus, Hell which yeah. is what I hoped would make me happy. And it really, really did because it made me feel like a, a person that was going to school, not like in a bubble of school, which I think is super cool. And I'm still fascinated by like campuses and people like f- my friends that have gone to schools that have campuses, Yeah, wh- what their experience is like versus mine. Mm-hmm. But I just, I thought that that was something that was going to make me really happy. And it really was. And for me, my least favorite thing, I guess, probably is going to a school without a campus. <laughs> like our facilities so were like, and the least oh my God, when I hear people talk about what they had in college, I'm like, what the hell, man? Dude, there, yeah, there's some fucking amenities out Our there. gym was like a closet. Oh, yeah. We didn't have a locker room. Yeah. Like our athletic director, like building that mm-hmm. ath- for all of sports was just on the second floor of like a building that had like regular classes on the third floor and regular classes on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. And the second floor was just like, um, here's the, uh, the AD's office, yeah. our softball coach, the baseball coach, the worst gym you've ever seen, like literally twice the size of this room. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, there's like three treadmills and like a bench and like a squat rack, yeah. like for an entire 40 man baseball team. 25 person softball That's team, insane. the basketball team. That's insane. Yeah, D2. Everybody. Yeah. Wow. E- no, D3. Oh, D3. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And then a, a basketball gym in the basement. Wow. Where they can actually shoot hoops. Yeah. With hoops. Okay. Yeah. Soccer team. We had men's and women's soccer as well. Nice. That was, we just had that. And I was like, and they sick. couldn't practice like how much of the year? What do you mean? Like the soccer teams, right? Because it was it would be snowing like yeah, East we Coast, would go, right? So we would go to we would drive forty five minutes to go to an indoor indoor facility. field. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's but, crazy. You know, if I went to a school that would like had a campus, Dude. you know, we probably have a place to practice. Dude, I well, so um, I had friends who went to massive universities. I went to a smaller school too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had amenities. We had a campus. It was like it was nice. But I had, you know, I had a couple of friends who, um, you know, played baseball at big schools. So I like, for instance, like UCLA, I got to train in all their facilities one, you know, a handful of times. And it was like Absolutely so cool. Amazing. And it, all, it was like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Of course, tons of, tons of, tons of money gets brought into the school because of those sports. So I get it, right? They have to, you know, put the money back into where the money's coming from. But it was just, it was like looking around, I'm like, dude, these students, they're the same 
they're the same as me. They're the same age. They're like in college, but they have this like huge campus mm-hmm. with these insane. And I think I would have really liked that. But at the same time, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't It wasn't for break. me. It didn't make sense for me and it didn't make or break my experience. That's how I felt like when I was in school, uh, <clears throat> when I started, the library was like this dungeon. Like yeah. it was a dungeon. <laughs> it was so old. There's no windows. It like, it goes down, you yeah. know, like you walk in on the first floor and it's just like a basement of like, never. Yeah. oh, it was terrible. I hated it. Never wanted to go there. But then by the end of me graduating, like mm-hmm. they were beginning to build a new one. Yeah. They had like the most beautiful library. But like I still went to Dungeon Library mm-hmm. and no, you had to. On occasion, I, like my jun- I think halfway through my junior year and my senior year, I got to go to new library. And yeah. Like, this is beautiful and amazing. <clears throat> and I think for a lot of people, that's sort of like they have nice facilities and I don't want to go to a, a dungeon school. Yeah. But to me, it was more about the experience and I'm wanting to live in in a big city and not have a campus. For sure. I didn't, you know, you, you just have some sacrifices. Yeah, those trade-offs, yeah. But it was, it was great. Yeah. I mean, I think I have a similar sort of answer. Like my favorite thing about university, I would say, or one of my favorite things is uh, learning independence and, and like getting to fully just dive into this world of being an independent person. Um, I think a lot of what I ended up doing in college, both like with my classes and my jobs and just the shit I did on my free time, it was it was kind of shaped early on in that like freshman, sophomore period where you're like, I can do whatever I want. No one's responsible for me but me, right? And that's, it's a scary feeling, but at the same time, it's very empowering. And for me, I kind of loved that and it kind of made me want to thrive because it was like, it's all on me now. I got to do something. And especially because I stopped playing baseball, I really had to figure out where I was going. And um, so I miss that feeling. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I, I went through that. Like that was a big experience for me as like a person. So learning my independence and getting to like run with it was great. I hated my freshman roommates. Yeah. I did not like, I mean, not as people, like they're fine people, you know, there's nothing wrong with, but they were so different from me, both of them completely different from each other, but also just very different from me. And we were three, we had, we had a three, mm-hmm. right? There was a lot of people I knew who got the good dorm and had only had one roommate. No, no, no. We had three and I was in the middle. So <laughs> I was just basically like part of the furniture, mm-hmm. you know? And I spent a lot of time early, like first semester in that, in that room. And I, mm, it drove me nuts. Yeah. It drove me nuts. And it really made me... Um, well, it gave me a, an appreciation for a having roommates that I like, you know, in the future of my college, you know, life, and then also just having my own space now and how wonderful that is. It's pretty great. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to the the first sort of people that you meet in college. You're hoping or you're going to be friends with, but don't ultimately. Yeah. You, it like takes a little while to find your tribe. Yeah. My when I went to school it was seventeen and my eighteenth birthday was that September and I just remember laying on my like dorm my little twin dorm bed just crying and being like, I wish I knew anybody that wanted to hang out for my birthday. I know, and you know, one of my roommates I you know, I shouldn't have said I hated them. They were good people, honestly. But I, I the one of my roommates I got closer with because uh, he was around more, mm-hmm. right? So we kind of just like, we're stuck together more. And we like played video games together. We would go to Wendy's and get a fucking frosty together. Like, you know, Yum. like shit like that. But it was just, 
Yeah, I don't know. It just it was this combination of this expectation of feeling like, oh, I'm gonna be best friends with my roommate, and then also seeing people who were your peers that were best friends with their roommates, and you're like, damn, that sounds sick. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, Kai, come over to your dorm, <laughs> and Kai. I would. Kai, Kai, come over and pour shitty vodka through your Brita to make it better. <laughs> oh my god. Um, busy Bell Bell says, "What Netflix shows are you currently watching?" Um, I, it's not a Netflix show, but I just finished the last season of Mr. Robot, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. You haven't finished it yet. No, I'm a few episodes behind. So. I've been watching a lot of NASA's Unexplained Files, but I think that's on Hulu. That's on Hulu. I don't think Netflix is the question. It's just like what shows. Um, I can't remember the last thing that it was like last series. Oh, I watched the documentary about Bikram Yoga on Netflix. Oh, what is that called? Uh, I forget. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was great. Was it good? Yeah. There's so many good documentaries on Netflix. They're just popping up every day. Yeah. I'm not one to complain about it at all. It's great. I love documentaries. Yeah. Don't we Um, all? Don't we all? I, again, not Netflix. I've been watching The Outsiders on HBO. That is a fantastic show. Uh, Stephen King, thriller, scary, amazing murder mystery, like all you could ask for. I've also been watching Avenue 5, which I am undecided if I like. There are moments when I laugh really hard, mm-hmm. and then there are moments where I'm like, Mm-mm, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Gabe from The Office, you know, he's keeping me watching. I love him. He's he's keeping me there, keeping me in the seats. Uh, I watched, the almost, I'm almost halfway through with the, actually, I don't know if I'm halfway through, I, I, episode and a half through The Pharmacist on Netflix. That was a cool, like, doc, three-part, four-part, I don't know, you know, multi-part series. Really cool story. Um, the Anthony, uh, uh, Aaron, sorry, Aaron Hernandez documentary blew my mind like everyone else. I haven't watched it yet. That is so insane. As a Pats fan, someone who literally cheered the guy on, mm-hmm. like watched the games and shouted, go Aaron Hernandez. Like that's what? what you shouted at the TV. Dude, I was just standing in my room. Go Aaron Hernandez. That's all I said all day. No, I mean, it was a big deal. I, it was I him and Gronk saying. and it was like the two most dynamite tight ends in the league yeah. together. It was crazy. So watching that fucking fucked me up great storytelling though like really well done i watched what the health recently and um probably a million other documentaries that i've seen on netflix they're just kind of everywhere but yeah it's just suggestive they're like hey how about you watch this now and you're like okay "Okay, netflix yep (laughs) give it to me please um how do you eat at family functions while being vegan gluten-free is it hard or it's hard But bad habby says. So for the most part, my family's like pretty spread out all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so if we're eating, like if we go up north to visit my brother and mm-hmm. sister-in-law, they're two incredibly open-minded people and they're always down. Like my niece has a, a lactose intolerance, I think at this point, and uh, some nut allergies and between Julian not being able to eat wheat and we're vegan, we're all just always like... Everyone's very conscious. We'll just figure something yeah. out. You know, yeah. like let's... Everybody's very respectful. If it's a holiday, like if it's Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like that, usually Julian and I will be like, we'll bring our own food. Because yeah. if, if it's on a day or a time when like somebody has to cook for a lot of people or everybody, mm-hmm. like... We'll usually just bring something for ourselves so that at least that person doesn't have to worry about figuring out our diet. Yeah. But like, 
your mom always, his mom has always been the best. Like literally when Julian got diagnosed with celiac, it was like, all right, well, if Julian's not going to eat wheat, then I'm going to cook with no wheat. So nobody eats wheat. My mom, (laughs) my mom, when I got diagnosed with celiac, like 12, almost 13 fucking years ago, holy crap, she turned the entire kitchen into a gluten-free zone. There was no more flour. There was no more th- anything that would get me sick on accident, yeah. which made my siblings fucking pissed because they were like, what the hell? Why do we got to eat this crap? Because 13 years ago, there wasn't that great gluten-free substitutes. Right. The pasta tasted like cardboard. The bread was non-existent. And then not only that, she would go to grocery stores and literally give them hell until they finally offered gluten-free products. Yeah. So, saint. But to sort of answer that question, it's like we've we've gotten to the point now after a few years of trial and error where yeah we just kind of bring the food that we know we actually want to eat like our favorite dishes of thanksgiving or whatever we'll make our own yeah and we'll just volunteer that we're going to do it and say hey we're bringing our own whatever chicken. you want to make we're going to do our own version of so and like we'll no bring pressure enough for other people if they want to try exactly. it usually people do want to try it but um yeah if it's something we don't want to like burden our family members with cooking extra special stuff for us because they're going to be making a non-vegan a large portion of non-vegan yeah. i don't like i don't want to make someone else do that we'll just yeah. bring our own yeah but in terms of like family functions i mean i don't have a ton of family here mm-hmm. and you, you usually it's like if somebody goes out to dinner or something for a birthday and your family you have a lot of siblings it's like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Your family is just pretty conscious of Julian has celiac and a lot of people have different dietary needs. So we'll just go somewhere that has flexible options and everybody can order something. Or, you know, I imagine if you were in a family that had like a lot of, you know, every Sunday you go over and eat together. Yeah. That's another thing. We don't, that, we're, yeah. We're that not would be nice. That. Yeah. If, if we did something like that, we have supportive family members that yeah. I, I feel like we have a, we're lucky to have an easier time with, but um, shouts out to all my friends out there who have dietary restrictions. Shouts out the, to the family doesn't give a fuck about you. We care about you. We care about you. <laughs> and if they think you're annoying, who fucking cares? Because you're not annoying. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we we offer to either bring our own food or I mean, there's been plenty of times when we've been in functions and things when we've just had to sit there and drink some water. Sometimes you got to drink some water, and eat then some fries, go <laughs> and just fucking go eat wait after. It out. Yeah. How many weddings have we been to where there's just like nothing? Oh, weddings for me? Here's how I treat a wedding. (laughs) Seriously, this is what I think of when I go, when I, wedding in my brain. I'm like, okay, nice meal while we're getting ready at the hotel. Yeah, stuff your face before. Stuff my face beforehand, drink my heart away the whole time, and then get some fast food on the way home. On the way home. That's what we've been doing. Yeah, we don't eat it. It's kind of a good system. We don't eat it at weddings. There's been a couple, though, that where we had vegan food at weddings, which was incredible. Yeah, which is always a bonus because we're never ready for it. We're never never, like expecting it. Because it always says vegetarian option, which I'm assuming is usually just like some pasta or something. Yeah. But there's been a couple times when we could eat at weddings. That's true. It was a great time. Hell yeah. Yeah. The trick is eat before... Pretend you're drink. not hungry the whole time. <laughs> yeah, pretend you're not hungry. And eat after. I know. You know, it's like an art when the food gets served and, you know, here's, you ordered this and then it's a big deal. Everyone's like looking at everyone's dish. It's a it's an art actually to play it off like it's not a big deal. Like, oh yeah, thanks. You know, you you like pick up your fork and you like move the food around. <laughs> move it. Like, Just so I'm you don't stuck. look like you're standing out. Like it's hard. Yeah, I you get that. You don't sit there and be like... Oh God! Why don't I need food? <laughs> like that, I think you're kind of being obnoxious. Then you're obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Lol. Samantha Rainey says, "What's the best way to segue into the sponsors?" Actually, that would be a great question to segue into the sponsors with. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Uh, that was really helpful. Is that real? That That is real. Do you want to see a picture of it? Samantha, doing it to Samantha. us. <laughs> Samantha, please. Uh, Samantha, have you checked out ThreadUp? It's the world's largest online thrift store with up to 90% off estimated retail price. That means all your favorite brands that you're sick and tired of seeing those big old price tags on and you don't want to drop the money, but you love the brands. You're like, hey man, I like nice things. Well, ThreadUp is here for you, okay? You get the great deals associated with thrifting with the convenience of online shopping. What a great idea. Did they pitch this to Shark Tank or something? Like, that's a great idea. You can score some Nike for $6 or Theory for $20, maybe $21. I don't know. It depends on the day. But it, <laughs> um, all the brands that you already like, they're on ThreadUp and you just check it out. You can browse their site. Everything is high quality, in great condition. Many still have the tags on them. If you want to update your wardrobe, it seems like a really great way to do it without leaving the comfort of your couch or your bed or your shower if you have a waterproof laptop. Whatever your deal is when you online shop, do it with ThreadUp. Right now, go to ThreadUp. That's T-H-R-E-D-U-P dot com slash Jenna Julian. Make sure there's no A, okay? It's Thread, T-H-R-E-D. They spell it their own way. You get an extra 30% off your order when you use that URL. Use our name for extra money off. That's what we're here for. Thank you, ThreadUp. Also, guys, Farmer's Dog, you know what? Your dog is unique and special. So should their food be, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Their food. Right, Sam? sometimes just looks like, I mean, Bunny eats kibble, right? She still eats kibble and she gets fucking excited over that. So That's excited. fine. But these guys are spoiled rotten. And then we finally gave them far- Farmer's Dog and they were happy. Well, Marbles had no teeth. Marbles had no teeth. Jenny used to have to sit next to him while he chomped, chomped with his gums. And uh, uh, honestly, for hard. a long time, really he hard. gave up on eating, really. I mean, yeah. we had to really sit with him and work on him. And then and the Farmer's Dog happened and man... He changed. Excited, he, he's tail wags. He runs maybe like 50. I mean, I know greyhounds run 45 miles an hour, but marbles Marble runs 50. He runs 50. <laughs> I mean, on the scale of how fast he's moving to like, it just looks like 50 miles an hour. <laughs> and he's fueled with farmer's dog. Farmer's dog provides human grade recipes developed by a board certified vet veterinary nutritionist. So you know your dog is getting the right foods, and they'll let you know they're getting the right foods because they're going to be happy, they're going to be healthy, and uh, it's great. They formulate a specific meal plan just to your dog, whatever their eating habits, size, breed. Uh, they take all that into consideration when they build their meal plan, and then they send it to you in a convenient box, and you just feed them. It's the easiest thing ever. So go to thefarmersdog.com slash Jenna Julian. You get up to, sorry, you get 50% off your first two weeks and free shipping when you use our URL. So check it out. Start feeding your dogs. They will thank you if they speak English. If they don't, then they, they're just going to bark. But I think they mean thank you. Thank you, sponsors. Scooby Brooks says, what is your favorite treat yourself thing to buy? Treat yourself thing to buy. That's a good question. Honestly, in the like the grand scheme of treat yourself, I re- like that drunk elephant skincare is so lovely Mm -hmm. and i know that skincare is like so personal it could be anything for me it's that and it's a that vitamin c serum is so nice their face wash i mean everything they make is yeah and it's fucking expensive but like that to me is like i love to treat myself to like a nice skincare thing that makes me feel really happy yeah it doesn't have to be that expensive yeah when you just be a skincare brat 
And then sometimes I just fall asleep and don't use any of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it is nice. Um, I think for a long time, mine was getting a gi. Mm. I would buy a jujitsu gi or like a rash guard. And I well, love that. Well, you jujitsu an awful lot. I so. do. Yeah. And it, it was, um, I wouldn't buy them a lot, but it was like a treat yourself thing, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while. Now I'm spoiled because I work with Scramble and they hook me up with geese. And um, so I don't buy geese from from them anymore. But that was one thing I really did like save up for. And, you know. I know because they're expensive. They're not cheap. Yeah. It's an investment. It is. And then you got to roll in it. You got to break it in. You got to break it in. Then you got to hit it with the fabric softener. Fabric softener. Now I just buy like camera gear, (laughs) gadgets. I don't know. But that's, you know, small things, I guess. What was your first date? Okay, so there's like multiple answers to this. Because we've, I think, okay. My first date? No, our first. Our Our first date. I think that's what they mean. What was your first date, Bridget? What was your first date? Like in general Maybe they mean in general. I feel like we've talked about us enough. Let's talk about our old first dates. (laughs) See, I don't know. I feel like I haven't really been on that many like traditional dates. Yeah, I forget how it was I used always to like take a, girl a kid on a date at my school, and then yeah, right? <laughs> and then I'd just be like, "Hey, oh, mine was that I'm Jenna, the dance and the PE clothes. That was my first date. Does that count as a date? Hell yeah, dude! All right, then mine's prom. Our first date as boyfriend and girlfriend was at Swingers in Santa Monica. Oh, that was a little cafe. Still there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We got pancakes. Oh. A buckwheat pancakes. Buckwheat pancakes. They were so good. Mm-hmm. Swingers. Swingers, my dude. Swingers, my dude. It was a day date. It was a day date. <laughs> How to live without gluten on a college budget. So, um, rice. Yeah. So I would say I've actually been watching a lot of bodybuilding videos mm-hmm. because they're just interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good bodybuilding. YouTube does keep pushing them oh, to everyone, I feel like. Dude, there's so much content. I so, feel like so they're much- trying to make an entire like fitness genre of like something. Like something is happening because I'm getting pushed nonstop fitness and like diet videos. Maybe YouTube's just being like, y'all get fit, bitch. Where they're like branching out like a whole new branch, Maybe. you know? Anyway. Um, and one of the one you know, one of the, the staples of of gaining or bulking on a budget right is like getting uh cheap carbs right like the rice the potatoes things like that sweet um, potatoes. and that applies for gluten-free because potatoes rice sweet potatoes all those things are gluten-free can be prepared gluten-free very oats. easily gluten-free oats gluten-free oats just i would say go to the store that you have near you to shop and look in the bulk section where you can buy like you take the scooper, right? And you make your own bag of like oats or rice. That's a good way to save a lot of money. Ton of money. Ton of money. You can buy quinoa like that, like anything in bulk yeah. like that. And then, you know, this you can get like whatever you like with your rice, whether it's like a soy sauce type of thing or a stir fry thing, or even if it's just like plain with butter or whatever, you can get the bulk amount of that stuff. And even like frozen vegetables are good too. Yeah. Um, I think the rest of your budget would depend what other stuff you eat. Like exactly. If, what if the rest you of your diet looks like. Meat or and, eggs or dairy. Or and what whatever. your lifestyle is like. Like, yeah. Do you need a lot of energy? Are you working out five times a day? Because if you're really trying to save that money, you just eat some rice and beans, my dude. Yeah. Rice and beans or, you know, get the <laughs> industrial size thing of peanut butter. 
That's literally and what nuts. I did for so I would buy one loaf of bread and like a big thing of peanut butter and I would just eat it and would just be like, I have no money. <laughs> uh. I used to buy a big thing of granola and I would take for dessert, I would I would go like, <laughs> like a like rat. Yeah. <laughs> dessert is good. Yeah. Um tips on staying active after your athletic career is over. Oof, don't ask me. <laughs> oh madison uh find a new athletic career (laughs) that's my answer that's julian's answer it's been hard for me as an adult to find something that i care about other than competitively playing the elder scrolls online well to your to your defense i mean you you work out a lot you have a trainer and you take it seriously you're just not doing a sport i'm not doing a sport but if i had a choice and if it was good for you i would do nothing I love doing nothing. So I don't know how healthy this advice is for this specific question, but you can do nothing. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to stop you. I feel like walking is one of the best exercises walking. you can oh. do in general. So the walking hits different. The, 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 <laughs> the biggest tip I would say is just like focus on something really tangible and simple, like getting some more steps in. And then once you get there, you can turn it into five push-ups. You can turn it into 10 push-ups. You True. can turn it into going to the gym. You know, they can be small steps adding up into bigger steps. Mm-hmm. But and, you know, keep your mind open. You never know what type of, like, adult hobby presents itself tennis, that you might bowling, like. Dude, seriously. Bad ga- backgammon. Backgammon. Badminton. Backgammon? Backgammon. Isn't that a board game? Parcheesi. Okay. Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Wait. You owe me Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this question's for you. Why are you... I'm a Virgo who recently got a... (laughs) I'm a Virgo who recently (laughs) got an Aries boyfriend. What are some good tips on supporting my tornado? Uh, Okay. Can't help you there. Noodle shark. hopefully your Aries... Don't look at me like that. Hopefully your Aries is like really fun and really funny because that makes all of their Aries tendencies just like incredibly tolerable. Honestly, if you were like a jerk, like it would be so difficult. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck yeah. But I feel like Aries have these like childlike qualities sometimes that just make them so charming and so endearing and so lovely. Exactly. (laughs) He just winked at me. It, I don't know, like you're impulsive and you do a lot of things just as fast as you can and it goes against a lot of what I feel, but there's a lot that you can learn if you're open to an Aries and uh, as long as they're not being like a complete jerk. Mm-hmm. But I imagine if he's your boyfriend now, he's probably pretty awesome. So hopefully very fun and also understand that you you might have some differences but the more you can try and understand them instead of like change them or force them to do things your way, the better. Because I have things to learn from you and you have things to learn from me. 100%. Pick, you can pick your battles. You can say, these are the things that we need to do differently, like make plans and schedules sometimes. And then in the days when you just want to be completely out of control, you go have your out of control days, you know? Absolutely. There is a, a huge learning curve. On the Aries side of this equation. So now put your boyfriend (laughs) on the line. Put your boyfriend on the line. I want to talk to him. Don't be afraid to learn how to plan things, okay? It's not the (laughs) end of the world. It feels like it is, but it's not the end of the world. I've learned a lot from being with the Virgo. So it's a mutually 
it's it's a mutual process where you both grow and learn. Um, if you guys can figure it <clears> out, <throat> though, you can be very compatible in that you, the fact that you're opposites. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. My dude. Michaela says, tips on getting my first tattoo. Don't ask me I would that say you're either. the expert, do you? No, no. <laughs> uh, definitely research the place you're going. Research places, that, you know, read reviews, make sure you're going to a good spot. Uh, eat beforehand, bring snacks, and bring headphones. That's that's all I got, you know, aside from deciding on well, where you're Well, you usually, getting. like, find an artist that you really like first, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Or, like, I didn't idea. really go ham with tattoos until I found Anna, which mm-hmm. was the artist that I was like, I want her. Yeah. I want her work. So, yeah, be patient, you know, if there's a wait period. It's permanent. So if it means waiting six months, you're if it's the right t- tattoo for you, you're still going to want it in six months, mm-hmm. you know. My Greyhound is incredibly lazy. I don't know how to wake him up to go for a walk. Oh, God. <laughs> Irene. Um, I've been walking Bunny pretty much every day. Um, and what's gotten her excited is, uh, well, literally, she's associated... Her collar, I mean, obviously a lot of dogs and owners do this, but she's associated her collar and her leash with walk time. So I don't go near her collar and her leash, which is up on the shelf in the mudroom. I don't go near that unless we're going for a walk because I know she knows that if I touch that and and more than 60 seconds pass, she's going to start barking because she's like, I'll give you a minute Mm -hmm. to to put me in the car to take me to the park. But if that passes, I'm barking because you don't touch that leash. And so I, I think like just getting a healthy association uh, and also just, man, routine. Like they yeah. thrive on a routine. If you can do it four days a week, it's better than one day a week. Mm-hmm. Or, if, you know, as many days a week you can squeeze even a short walk in. Yeah, but just get them on what a routine. if their greyhound sees the leash and still just lays there? Because they are incredibly lazy. I would say use high reward. Something that they absolutely love. High reward, like yeah. Even, even better than a treat that you would give them to train or like every day. Like, like some human food. That they absolutely go crazy for. Get them up and then be like, I got you. Mm-hmm. Look where we're going. Yeah. Outside for a walk. Yeah. And then that's true. eventually you can hopefully, because that's how we got Bunny to get excited to go to bed. And she still has nights where she'll be like, I'm, I'm not yeah. quite sure if I want to go up the stairs yet. It's on the, the scare, the stairs aren't the problem. She would just rather sleep on the couch like a giant baby. Yeah, they love to just be babies. <laughs> they love to just be babies. She has no problem with the stairs. She doesn't mind being in our bedroom. She just wants to watch Seinfeld on the couch. And she wants to sleep on the couch. She wants to sleep in the game room. Like, she wants to sleep where she wants to sleep, which is her spots, you know? <laughs> so what I've had to do is completely trick her and bring a high-value reward and get her all excited and get her up the stairs and shut the door and say, I got you. I got you, baby. No, you can't go downstairs and watch Seinfeld. Yeah. Someone commented on the stream the other night. They were like, you should you should get Jerry. It's completely ridiculous. You should get Jerry Seinfeld to come surprise Bunny. <laughs> come to the house to surprise Bunny. <laughs> like imagine a dog being surprised by a celebrity who's in a TV show that they like to watch. Bunny's just not. <laughs> As if she would ever recognize any face oh, on TV. It's just the funniest concept. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny comment. When but uh, when Peach was a little wee baby, she didn't know how to walk. She knew how to the she knew the act of walking, but she didn't know how to go for a walk. We had to teach her. What do you mean? It oh, was so cute. We had so we had to bring treats. I had to bring treats, and I would. T- it was really cute. She didn't know how to like the, the concept of walking around the block was yeah. like. Why, why would, would we I do, do this? That? So we had to like take her out front, and I would give her a treat. 
And then I'd walk like literally two steps and I would say, come get this treat. And she would walk and get it. And I literally did that for the first, like, I don't know how many over walks we did until she got it. And she was like, oh, this is what we're doing. So that might be a a route you could take as well. Also too, we bought the little, you know how, have you ever seen a dog trainer that has like a little specific pouch that looks like a fanny pack, but it opens on like a a hinge that is specifically made for dog treats. So you can open and close it really quickly and give your dog treats. I would say as a last resort, maybe to get, if your dog really won't walk and they don't want to walk, we bought it on Etsy and I'm sure you could find them other places, but we put that, put some treats in that thing and be like, let's go. They're literally you go like, like this. It's really helpful. We're going to, I'm going to give you a, a treat every 30 steps and then you whittle it down to every 50 steps. Every we had to use those steps. for bunny. You get one treat a walk. Yeah. But yeah, we did have to use those to desensitize her to everything when she was afraid of. So. Yeah. Good luck with your gray. Uh, Esme Vargas says, at home workouts, broke uni student who's intimidated by athletes at school gym. <gasps> Exercise is free. Guess what? There's not that either of us are qualified to give you like a home workout, but there are so many people on the internet that are. Like you can just Google stuff. YouTube is your best friend. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of really helpful. Do some research. Make sure you're finding good stuff. It's a lot of really helpful body weight mm-hmm. to, um, you know, uh, training circuits that you can do in a small confined space. Teeny tiny They're spaces. made for like hotel workouts, like things like that. As far as equipment goes, the only thing I might recommend is like a set of resistance bands because those are really great for doing full body stuff too. It just kind of, totally. it adds a little bit more than just doing like full body stuff with nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you can really hit your, like every muscle group that you would want to hit with a basic workout at the gym in the confines of a small dorm mm-hmm. with just a resistance band or not. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you get to a point where you need something more, you could get like a kettlebell or like a jump rope, mm-hmm. you know, depending mm-hmm. on your space. If you're on a, in a, an apartment and you're on the second floor, you know, maybe you don't want to be jump roping 24 Or medicine ball slamming. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you do. Maybe you do. Uh, how should I prepare for the transition out of my parents' house? Are there phases? Good question. I mean... I, I think it's different for everybody. I think it's different for everyone. And I also think it's different now than it was when, when I went out of my parents' house and when Jenna went out of her parents' and house. And it's like, different for different cultures and totally. uh, people that live in different parts of the world. Yeah. I mean, I would I would think like my advice is I'll try to keep it as general as I can. But like if you have a situation where your parents or, you know, parent are resistant to the idea of you leaving. They don't want you to leave. They'd rather you stay and help them. Um, I would say, you know, look at that as an opportunity to step outside your comfort zone, explain that to your family, and, you know, make a selfish decision, you know, because I think even though it might be against what some people, you know, have you know, this idea about in their brain, like, oh no, you got to stay and help, save up money, whatever. I mean, maybe that is right. But I would say that if you do feel like you want to- Feel wanna, really strongly. Yeah. yeah. If you feel strongly that you want to get out there and be independent and live on your own, live on your own, I would say, you know, stand by that and believe in it, even if it might not be the most popular decision in the household currently. And, and, and then also on the other side of things, if you're, if you feel like you're being flung out of the house- at you know a high rate of speed and you're like i don't know what the fuck to do i'm scared like that's normal right like that's normal well i think the phases that you're talking about are maybe like 
feeling kind of homesick for a while and then 100% yeah you i think it's sort of like maybe not like a staircase kind of like a, a weird escalator you know it's sort of like not a really bumpy ride but like maybe a weird one so like there's a little homesickness and it's really bad but then it's like you're doing okay and all you found some spots that you like Th these mm. are like you know your grocery store and if your world is kind of small to begin with and like i like that coffee shop or like i like to go to that park and walk around like you start getting familiar with your surroundings and like making a little world for yourself mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're really homesick and something happened and now i'm scared and i wish my mommy was here but then oh my god i'm chilling yeah. <laughs> like i think it's it's not stairs and it's not like a linear thing. It's like a roller coaster. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I do think that it improves over time and that it does get easier. And it becomes like we're really great at adapting people in general. Humans, yeah. So if you give yourself time to adapt, you can adapt. Absolutely. Because I know a lot of people, for them, once they move out within that first month, two months, six months, they're like, I have to go back. I have mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. I hate it here. And I think for some people that's true and that's fair and that's the right decision for them. But for other people, it might just be like, this is that part of the roller coaster where you can stick it out if you would like to. You don't have to, but that it, you, you can, it can get easier. Totally. Not for everybody. I mean, it's a case by case basis, but. Yeah. Uncle John says, what's something you had to learn the hard way? <laughs> no. Um... You shouldn't do backflips off of docks. Yeah, you shouldn't stand on your knees leaning up on the front of a speedboat either. Oh my God, Julian. What? That's so scary. I don't like going fast. You don't control the speed if you're a passenger. <laughs> it's a speedboat. What speed do you think it goes all speeds? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the speedboat can be slow. Slow is still a speed. Oh you get pulled God. over on the water by the lake cop. Do you know how fast you're going? I'm driving in a speedboat. I'm okay. Also, don't bring um, vinegar or dressing uh, in your sandwich bag that you put in your locker in middle school because it might spill and then smell the whole row of lockers. Truly. So sad. What do I do if my cat won't fucking shut the fuck up every morning at 6 a.m.? <laughs> oh, you got to live with it. You got to live with it. That's what you got to do. Meow back. <laughs> oh, that's good. How do you train your dogs? This is a good one for you, I guess. I don't know. You're good at training them. You're good at teaching them things. Thank you. I mean, they love attention. Mm -hmm. They're very, the littles are all the same in that if you're, Marbles and Kermit mostly, it depends on your dog, but like find what their currency is. Mm -hmm. For Kermit and Marbles both, like they love treats, don't get me wrong, but the like, the good boy, mm -hmm. like the excitement is their currency. Mm -hmm. All they will do, Kermit will do anything for a good mm -hmm. boy. To just feel like the attention is on him and yeah. that he is so great. He will do anything that I want. Peach, pure food. Bunny, I think we're learning her currency, but for the most part right now is still treats. She'll do most stuff for treats. Like she won't do the hard stuff for a, a good bunny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But totally. for some dogs, it's a toy. And for some dogs, it's a pet. For some dogs, it's 
words of affirmation. What's their love language? It's that's great advice. Learn their currency. Yeah. yeah, and use that. I think you can teach them how to exchange their currency. You know, so like a spit like a fire. currency exchange at the airport. No, like Spitfire. Like you have to teach a dog yeah. how to do dock diving, right? Mm-hmm. Why is a dog interested in grabbing that lure? Maybe your dog is driven by food, but you have to teach them that in order to get the food, they have to go do that and then do it, you know? Yeah. But I think you can teach them that this thing means good and reward and praise or food or whatever. You can change their currency, but mm-hmm. you, you have to figure out what they want first, Yeah, you know? It's a great way to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. And also just something I've learned and I'm still learning is have a lot of patience with them because mm-hmm. you'll make headway and then you'll stop making headway and you're like, what the hell's going on? It's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's normal. You know, you just got to work with them. This last question is for you. How do I get my boyfriend to stop BJJ choking me? Brazilian jiu-jitsu choking me. Shout out to your boyfriend, Porsche Silverwood. I feel like anytime I'm in any position that is sort of like jiu-jitsu, Julian like grabs me and then he'll be like, protect your neck. And I'm like, it's not my fault you're not protecting your neck. Okay? Be gone, you, perp. <laughs> I told you a lot of times. You got to protect the neck. My advice is carry rose water, nothing dangerous. Carry it in your hand 24 <laughs> hours a day. When he comes for your neck, you take it, you unlock the cap, you put it in your mouth, you spit it back into his head, you spray the rose water in his face, and you say, be gone, perp. <laughs> okay. Or what about, remember when we were filming my softball video and you like picked me up and I just said, I'm calling the police. <laughs> I mean, that's very bad advice, but. But so is, you know, Jujutsu choking so, someone in the wrong yeah, setting. So, touche. It's a funny question. I don't know. If you figure it out, let me know. Because tickling. I'm tired of protecting my neck. Tickling. That is tickling that works. does work. That works on me. I can't. I can't continue if you know attacking if I'm being tickled or defend yourself. I'm pretty strong. I kind of wreck you sometimes, but I'm not good at the mechanics of. You are hella fucking strong. I am, especially in my upper body. Get absolutely destroyed in an upside down person. Yeah, but technique always wins. I'm not talking about winning. I'm talking about surviving. <laughs> Shit. I survived just long enough to tickle you and escape. Damn. Be gone, perp. Damn. You sick your Kermit on me. Yeah, he's a good boy. Oh, I don't want him sicked on me. Be nasty. <laughs> um. Well, thank you guys for sending in your questions. I hope you enjoyed. Oh, it's a good time. Us, us giving you advice, even though, you know, we may or may not be qualified, but are you here for e- expert conversations no okay i came here if you are go to the go to the next podcast they're in the next room (laughs) yeah go over there anyway um thank you guys again for submitting the questions i hope they were of some sort of use to you i don't know maybe not i enjoy talking about my own you know life experiences in relation to yours i think that's a that's a fun thing it is because a lot of you guys are going through things that I went through, mm-hmm. you know, and you were like, how do I do this? And I'm like, well, I don't know, but I did this when I did it, you know. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know, but I did this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I hope you guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you guys next week on the podcast and on the stream. Have a good one. Be good. 
and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.